Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at This highway does not know my name. In my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spade. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live barn grill. In cold, old, sunny, yet freezing, yet sunny, <laughs> Middle Tennessee. Hope you uh, a bunch of low lifers are doing well out there. And if you're just tuning in for the first time and you wonder, what's a low lifer? Well, if you if you hit that play button, you're a part of the madness now. You are a low lifer. That is what the loyal listeners of the Low Budget Live podcast refer to themselves as. So welcome, you bunch of low lifers. Good to see you digitally. It's good to be in your in your ears for this podcast on Valentine's Day, February the fourteenth, twenty twenty two. And I'm recording this uh, podcast is late because life. Because life. I'm recording this actually on on a very early uh, Monday. I normally record before, but uh, just uh, busy. Busy last week really and a lot of different things got to spend some time on the water of course we had the super bowl last night made some homemade pizzas i mean just living it up guys just just living the dang dream and and uh i saw so many memes uh over the past couple weeks like everybody gonna know what their parents really like when a halftime show drops and boy i was california love I mean, the boys didn't know what to think about it in the living room. I was welcoming welcoming everybody to the wild, wild west. Just 
I mean, spitting bars, really. Spitting bars in the living room. And, uh, you know, I didn't forget about Dre. I think some people forgot about Dre. I didn't forget about Dre. I didn't. So it's a good time. Good Super Bowl. Good, good Super Bowl. Good time. But, uh, but yeah, so I didn't get this recorded yesterday, so I apologize. It's a little bit of late. A little late LBL, and I know a lot of you uh, are like, man, I kick off my Mondays with this, and I, man, I appreciate that so much, so I apologize for being a little tardy, being a little tardy. Um, let's jump into some sponsors real quick. Got a great guest today that I'm fired up about. Uh, got a lot of things going on, man, in the fishing world, so first and foremost, Star Tron Fuel Treatment, kicking ethanol in the teeth. In your outboard engine, in your vehicle, in your side-by-side, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw. Maybe you have a your log splitter going right now. Maybe you got a leaf blower. Ethanol sucks. It'll gum up the works. A little dab will do you. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons. Enzyme, fuel treating, fighting off ethanol, kicking it in the teeth. Startron bringing you low-budget life for several years now. Like going, I think maybe this is like the fifth year. I don't know. I think it's fifth year. It's a lot. It's a lot. Appreciate the folks in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Of course, Starbright also, their company makes a ton of great cleaning supplies. Get on a website, check it out. Support the people that support the fishing industry. And these folks certainly do that from anglers to tournament trails to podcast to TV shows. Great folks there, StarTron. New to the show this year, and I've been seeing y'all. Y'all are using the codes, and I really appreciate that very much, showing your support for Low Budget Live, and that is the folks at baitworks.com, bait-works.com. If they ain't got it, they got it on the way. If they got it, you need it. We we are, I mean, fast approaching. I see people posting. They're at fishing shows, and and I'm talking to buddies that are buying tackle. They're getting ready. Right now is the time to be ordering your stuff pre-spawn. I, I got out on the water with some things that I ordered from uh, from Baitworks this week on Friday, as a matter of fact, and I was fortunate enough with a, with a friend of mine to remain nameless. A friend of mine, we caught 29 pounds, 29 pounds on the Tennessee River in about an hour stretch. Throwing a jackhammer, throwing that new uh, was new to me. That Berkeley Fritz side caught several on it. Uh, it's caught several on a Yozuri Radlin vibe as well. Fishing some grass and uh, pretty freaking awesome day. I'll never forget to be honest. And uh, all red. It's Valentine's Day. You see in red. You can get on baitworks.com. Get all those red crankbaits. Get them. Get them in your tackle box right now. It's time to be. Maybe you ain't been on the water yet. Maybe it's frozen up where you're at. Get on baitworks.com. Use code DUNCAN-10. DUNCAN-10. Let them know you're a low lifer, and we certainly appreciate those folks, and I appreciate each and every one of you getting on there and checking that website out. Last but certainly not least, hang the freaking banner. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. I say it every single week because I mean it. I love that boat. I I love uh, this past week. I got to get a friend of mine that had never been in it out for a couple days. I love the reaction from people like, dang, man, dang, this thing's wide. Got to fish with little Trey yesterday and my brother on Super Bowl Sunday. We kind of packed up in as much as we could in a day and 
we were down on Smith Lake in uh, in in little down there in Coleman, Alabama, and uh, live scoping, trying to live scope up some spotted bass and some crappie. We were terrible with the crappie. We caught a few spots, but we stood three wide on my front deck. Honest to goodness, three wide, throwing at brush piles, live scoping fish, and uh, and and Trey said. I can't get over how wide this boat is and how it carries its width all the way to the uh, to the very end of the bow there, and it's all it's just it's cool for me. It makes me proud. I love the boat. I love being a part of the Express Boats family. You can go check yours out at a local dealer. Get online. Look at them. Look at them. Trust me, it is a bad bad machine. Express Boats that X twenty one with the Yamaha show. It'll bring you some excitement, and they've been building excitement since 1966. All right. Got a good guest today. Got a good guest. We're going to get him on the phone here in just a minute. And I want to kick it off by saying, like, huge congrats in order for several people. But first off, I want to say my old buddy Randy Howell, like, my gosh, okay, he had the best weekend bass fishing. As far as him personally, he didn't win $100,000, but dude, he caught a 10-something and like a 12-14 in the MLF event down there in Louisiana where they did drop bombs. They caught some, it was tough fishing for the first few days on uh, DR Bone or whatever it was, but dude, they dropped freaking bombs on that Caney, which has some giants in it, and then that Bussy Break is going to be the new OH Ivy with uh, people you're going to be able to step from bass boat to bass boat to bass boat to bass boat down there because of that. And I'm right there with them. I'm ready to hook up and drive south. Freaking awesome. But uh, Randy, one of my favorite folks in the fishing industry, but really cool to see giants like that, man. A 12-14 on live camp, like that's nuts. Flipping freaking bushes, it's amazing. Uh, So congrats to Randy. Congrats to Bradley Roy, who's been at it for a long time. He just gets, seems like he gets a lot more consistent as he goes along. And he finally gets that dub, first win. Very cool to see because he's a young man that started, you know, early, early, early. Like, I mean, not like he's like LeBron. He's like LeBron. He came, he came into that fishing world straight out of high school pretty much. And he, uh, before there was high school fishing, Bradley's been around for a long time. So it's cool to see that. And uh, overall, good event for those guys down there, man. They, they did. They, uh, Freaking like Jordan Lee caught two eight pounders. Like it was fun. It was fun. I, I got I didn't get to watch as much as I would like to, but I saw some of the clips and and uh, pretty freaking uh, pretty good event down there that started out rough, but then they they pieced it together before it was over. Of course, they have their tournaments are like eleven days long. <laughs> you get all the weather changes. Uh, if you don't like it the first couple of days, just wait. If you can make it to those further rounds because they're so spaced out there, but uh, um, they call bigs. Congrats to another old friend, John Cruz, the cruise missile. I roomed with John back in the day in the Bassmaster Opens in the early 2000s. The first year, actually, that he made it to the top 150s, what's now the Elite Series. John's one of the hardest workers in the room, always, and very cool to see him go wire to wire down there in Florida. Congrats to Bob Downey on a really crazy yet incredible tournament. Drops one fish on day two that really ultimately, you know, cost him the win. It all works out the way it's supposed to, of course. But uh, hell of an event for Bob Downey. I'm going to try to get Bob on here for sure. And then last but not least, Coxwatch. Coxwatch. You got you to gotta add some special effects even more so than normal because John dropped a 
31 pound bag on him down there. 31. Just couldn't catch him that last day. And he did it with like two hooks that he found basically buried in his carpet because he left his crap at home because of course he did. <laughs> because it's John Boy. He's the, he's the freaking best, man. But he ends up, you know, getting him a top five on the St. John's, getting the year started off on the right foot. He got a check out there at Sam Rayburn. Now he moves on uh, to Harris Chain. I got It may not happen for him this week, but I got bad news for them boys. He's forgot more about the Harris Chain than most of them will ever know. Like he, that's, whew, he's got Harris Chain water in his veins, I think. So going to be an interesting week to watch. I think that's going to be a big event, man. Big fish wise, I think this, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the weather, but the weather's been so jacked in Florida for like the last three weeks. They got to, got to, got to uh, catch a break at some point and get those fish moving up on the bed even more so than they saw at the St. John's and just become a sight fishing fest. Here we go. I'm going to text our guest. So we are, uh, you know, lots of things moving and shaking and something you haven't heard me mention in, in a couple of weeks is NPFL, National Professional Fishing League. And, and next week, next week is the kickoff, is the kickoff. And I believe they've got a full field of 125 right there at it anyways. I haven't seen the final roster list, but we, we're getting cranked up, man. I'll be in the, I'll be in the studio starting next week. With my man Fat Cat Newton We've got some surprises on the water We've got a lot of things moving and shaking But they're going to start up there at Cumberland It's an early, early event in the year But I wanted to have a guy on That's going to be a rookie On the NPFL And uh, you may say Why are you not having John Cruz? Why are you not having Bob Downey? Why are you not having Bradley Roy? There's so much going on in the fishing world right now so much going on in the fishing world, uh, especially the bass guys. They, they've gone back to back to back to back to back to back, I feel like. And then uh, MLF's turned around. They're fixing to have to go to Lake Fork. So we'll, we will get all that in there. But I want to talk to this guy leading into this MPFL, talk to him about a lot of things. He's a very interesting dude. He's somebody I consider a friend. He is as obsessed with bass fishing, and I always say that on here, you got to be obsessed. you got to be addicted. He is as obsessed with bass fishing as anybody I've ever met, the details. And, and one of the reasons being is he works for the Bass University, so he gets the goods. He gets real hung up on details, and details matter. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get him on the phone right now. An NPFL rookie, Justin Professional Fishhead Kimmel. LD. What's up, brother? Hey man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I I was uh I was rambling on. I'm a little caffeined up this morning. I don't normally record on uh, Mondays. And you said, Well, that's how the pros do it. You record it, edit it, and upload it all on the same day. So I hope I can be professional, but I'm all uh Mountain Dew uh energy drinked out of my head right now, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're running you're running on a higher octane than I am this morning. Well, and and you know, I'm normally I normally run pretty hot anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So you so you yeah. add a little bit of that Mountain Dew. This is uh this is cherry uh let's see, cherry lime lift, JK. It's cherry lime lift, no sponsor here. Mountain Dew, if you oh. want to holler at me, we're cool with that. You can send I was a case to say, of the house. yeah, get the hookup. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, I, I in the intro I said you are as obsessed with bass fishing I think as anybody I've ever met. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, that's pretty fair. It's I don't know. I, I have a good measure of um, I can I can see you know nonverbal communication pretty good. I can read faces <laughs> pretty good. It's not the greatest quality, honestly. But uh, man. I can't tell you how many times I've just lost people because of my obsession with bass fishing. I mean, I'm like, why the heck are you going into the details with her? She doesn't even know the difference in a floating dock and a pole dock. And, you know, and you just start going into the food chain cycle, man. But, yeah, I'm obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. It's so beautiful that you said that on this special Valentine's Day episode of Low Budget Live because I do feel like like I had a day on Pickwick last week where I – friend of mine and, and I in like 45 minutes we caught it's the biggest bag I've ever caught on Pickwick of course it's during you know it's on a Friday so it doesn't matter of course uh, of course you know <laughs> but in 45 minutes it was pure magic he hasn't been bass fishing long at all and we had about 30 fish over three pounds up to seven and our best five on our apple is weighed 2910 <laughs> And oh, so, so it was a 30 pound bag so Dude, a, those rappelas are light yeah that's right that's right that's why i look at it that's what i kept telling him i'm like this is a 30 sack on a tournament scale bubble <laughs> oh so, my gosh but but just insane but then i come home and i'm talking to my wife and yep. it's the same way it's just like and then and then i threw over there and i saw my live scope and i did this and she's just like um all right well what are we what are we having for dinner <laughs> You know, that's just, but like you said, you're going into, well, then I did this and they were staging here and they were doing that. And I I tried this bait and they were nipping it. So I switched to this and it is funny, but it doesn't just have to be your, your lady. Uh, It could just be, Uh there are different levels of fishermen, I believe. And I'm not just talking about skill level or anything like that, like whether you're a tournament guy or not, but there are just people that take it a lot more serious than others, even if they're just going out on a Wednesday, right? And I think you've always been one of those guys. I feel like I'm that guy. I'll sit in the garage and prep for three hours to go take a buddy out on a Wednesday. Like, I do it. You you know, it's just, I can't not do that, right? Um, So you you go by, uh, and you've been been dubbed professional fish head, (laughs) and and in that crew you run with up there, the crew you work for, the the – Iconelli's, the Glucix, the uh, Bass University crew, they all refer to themselves as fish heads. And, and that is, that's what you are, man. And now you're, I'm so proud to know you, first of all. And I'm so proud that you're taking this leap this year. And I want to talk about that, man, because. Man, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Like, what are you thinking going into Cumberland? It's your first, quote, pro event. You've had a lot of success out of the back of the boat you've had a lot of success out of the front you but you you don't rush anything from knowing you for a while now mm-hmm. you don't you are very analytical you are and so why now why mpfl why now and how are you feeling about it okay so i, I guess to to help answer this i'll start by saying that when i was 14 years old or 13 or i guess 14 years old I figured out that this is what I wanted to do with my life. My dad was not a bass fisherman. I had nobody in my life to tell me how to get there. Uh, we didn't have, you know, we had had some youth clubs and stuff like that, but I was just not in the know 
But every single day on the water since, you know, 21 years ago when I figured that out was preparation to this point and whatever comes next. And I say that by saying, man, I'm just always tuned in to what, whatever lesson that I can learn. I'm obsessed with you know, just even the lesson I learned at Lake Hartwell this past weekend, just, it was so last minute, but like I obsess over the whys and I want to understand it. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to that point where, um, here we are, where I didn't even think this would be an option. I I don't rush things. I, you know, I started a, a, a family back in, I guess we've been married. We're going on 10 years this year. And in 2013, I honestly thought I was fishing my last tournament for a while because I just thought that's what you do when you fish five BFLs and you don't cut a check as a co-angler mm-hmm. and your fishing account's down to $400. Um, it's The writing's kind of on the wall, you know, when your wife's seven months pregnant. And then uh, I, win, I win that regional. Um, and that was, man, that was the first domino for me. You know, I, I don't think I would have ever met Mike Iconelli Pete Glusek and, and gotten the Bash U gig had I not um, had that little bit of uh, Hartwell fortune. Um, and, uh, you know, we had to sell that boat, and I just decided to keep fishing co-angler, and it, it went well. Um, you know, it was very profitable to fish as a co-angler and to fish with my team partner in, in team events. So it never made much sense to go – Let's go, you know, take all this money and go get bankrupt in the opens to see if we can, you know, get one of those, what is it, 2% of the guys? What you, would you guys have down yeah. there? Like 260 bucks? 230. Good grief. Yeah, great, yeah and the accountant will tell yeah. you, you're an idiot for doing that, by the way. Well, and no, I mean, that's passion, right? That's like, right, I'm that's there. right. I'm We're not, not there for the check. Fish yeah. the opens. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with those guys. That's right. But I, I've had me and my wife have taken it from a different approach because I never wanted to take my shot without knowing that I was sharp and ready and bringing my dadgum hammer to take that shot, you know. And I and I knew, you know, I fished with Wesley Strader in night twenty. I was nineteen, so Man. sixteen years Man. ago, and. <laughs> I practiced with him at Gunnersville, and my eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you're way far from this, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, I'll never forget him making, making fun, fun of, uh, you know, how I, how I set the hook on a Cinco, you know, like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, years later, you know, I'm kind of starting this bash you gig, and I, I, meet, I met J.T. Kenny, and he let me, in a FLW tour event as a co-angler, I went and practiced with him a few days and he was very critically, you know, and it was humorous of course, coming from, but, but he, he was very critical of the way I handled a spinning rod and, um, and set the hook on a spinning rod. So my mechanics, all that was fun and in jest, but I took that seriously. Like, man, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to, to make that jump yet. I, I wanted to be, you know, I, I didn't want to be competing and throwing the money out there from the front of the boat when I didn't have full confidence that I that I that I was there yet. You know, and then you know I, I practiced with Iconelli up at a Bassmaster Open on Oneida. 
I brought one spinning reel and my spinning rod had broken. So it didn't even make the trip. And I had to ask him to borrow a spinning rod. And he said, what is it with you Southern guys and your lack of spinning rod? <laughs> and, you know, he was kind of joking, but kind of serious. And I, I took it seriously. And I said, okay, that's it. There's been too many times. You've got to learn the light line deal. And dude, it was like one of the best things ever, you know, you know, catching them on six pound tests and number four drop shot hook in the all American. And, um, now I'm comfortable with it. And I, that's just one example, Luke. I mean, this, this, this whole progression of where we got to has been one of patience and one of let's, I've always said, let's make sure we have the confidence to make that jump. You know, when I won the all American, I was lucky enough to get the MPFL invitation and I turned it down because I didn't have that confidence yet. I knew that I was close, but I also just felt like, man, you just need to take a couple more years from the front of the boat, jump into the front of the boat. And, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for me with confidence is, is results-based. You know, I'm a, I'm a you know, I, I learned this from my team partner, Matt Henry. He's always, you know, at the end of the year, looked at all of his stats. And, I, and I've done this too. But you just know the stats don't lie. Your numbers don't lie. You know, and if there was a certain amount, you know, if my percentage of getting a check wasn't where it needs to be, then, okay, let's not make that next jump. Mm -hmm. You know, and we got to the point where from the co-angler and, and, and the team standpoint, it started to get really good over the last, you know, few years. And then, man, last year in itself, just the, the sheer fact that I went from thinking I needed a little bit more money, ready to go make that jump, so I was going to sell the boat. I had a, had a buyer. I was going to sell it and then um, basically try to make a little money on the boat, get in a cheaper one, and then kind of move around, you know, try to scrounge up 15000 bucks or something so that I could mm -hmm. go fish the opens. And so, you know, dude, I can't explain it any other way than God himself got in my way. Mm-hmm. Through my little, through my little seven-year-old daughter, and we fished one weekend because she was complaining about me not uh, fishing a tournament. You know, why are you giving the giving the boat away or selling the boat oh, when we wow. haven't fished a tournament yet? And then, so I hold the guy off, and I say, "Hey, man, let's just hold off. I, I, I got to take my daughter one more time." And then we go to Lake Hartwell last February. We catch like seventy, <laughs> you know, and it was it was stupid fun. And it was a special day. Um, and that wasn't what did it, but it, you know, it kind of pushed off to where the, ne the following weekend, my team partner, Matt, we had a team tournament and, you know, we'd taken those pretty seriously. And um, he, he called me and said, Hey man, I, I can't go. My grandfather's going to pass away. I, you you got to run this one. And um, so I got my wife to come with me and she, Golly, dude, she caught the second biggest bass. <laughs> I remember that tournament. post. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 300 dudes looking around, you know, and 150, 160 boat deal, and we get a top 10, and she busted two big ones. And, uh, dude, it was just so much fun. And then we just happened to have a BFL on the following weekend. Mm -hmm. And I'd already fished as a co-angler. Like, I'd already gone through with this plan. You know, so I'd already fished the first one as a co-angler, and I don't want to miss the St. John's River because I love the St. John's River Regional. And uh, you only get that, like, once every three or four years. And, 
you know, I just kind of mulled it over. And at the end of the day, I was like, all right, man, like you want to keep the boat. You want to bet on yourself. This is the way it's going to have to do it. And, you know, it just, just steamrolled to where, you know, winning my first BFL, you know, obviously jumped in that BFL on the boater side. And when I, that day, when I won that event and I won it by a couple few pounds and caught really big fish, honestly, it was the biggest bag of my life on that lake that I grew up fishing. That's awesome. And it was, it was a decision in the moment back to that whole obsessed with the, what, you know, the actual analytics and the tech technical side of fishing and what the fish are doing in the food chain. And, you know, this was the spawn cycle and they were literally changing by the hour. Luke. Mm-hmm. And I sniffed it out and, you know, it was one of those, those tournaments where this confidence was born and it, you know, it, it obviously felt good, but I, that, that was when, okay, you know, maybe, maybe we, we can do this obviously. And, you know, thanks to Bass Cat's Quest program, you know, there was the $15,000 in one weekend that I needed for the, um, for the Open, you know. It basically matched what I won on the BFL. And so there I am. And then, you know, we get to, uh, I guess it was ICAST. And I had had another top five. And, man, I came really close. I, I made a bad decision, but I, I was still confident about finding the – what would have been the winning fish at Lake Eufaula, and that's not my home pond. So, you know, I'm going through this series of events, and, you know, the MPFL, you know, started talking to me. And, uh, man, I start, started chewing on it hard, and the, just the timing of everything and the opportunity, I didn't have as good of an opportunity. And when I really sat down, you know, it just seemed like a better option for my family. You know, to, okay, we know we want to do this, but let's expose my family to life out on the road to a six-tournament schedule. Spaced out. The MTFL is so much better with the spacing. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just spaced out. We don't have – it doesn't feel like as big of a, a risk. There's a, a, a group of really supportive people over there. It seems like an amazing environment to kind of – I don't know, cut my teeth. And I, you know, I I have no clue what's in the future. I could be, you know, six tournaments and done and, you know, fall flat on my face by not making any money. But, hey, this is the shot I wanted to take. And so the timing, you know, with with my confidence being born and the invitation kind of the same year. And, heck, dude, I don't even know if I would have got in the Opens. (laughs) You You could have been boat 297. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's crazy, man. Those, uh, and I, and I think that there's such a need for the MPFL. I said this from Mm. the jump, uh, because, you know, I've, I actually got into an argument with a guy from, uh, from a company (laughs) in the industry. Imagine that me getting an argument, but, uh, down at Toho, as a matter of fact, and this was a uh, guy in the service yard that worked for a, for a big industry company. And I'll leave it at that. But, he was just dogging out MPFL and different things, and he and he and he was very uneducated on the matter, right? And yeah. uh, and so I tried to talk to him, but but the overwhelming theme from him was, "I oh, was too much in the industry, and there's just this, and there's just that, and we don't need them," kind of thing, you know. And it was just kind of mm-hmm. he washed his hands of it, and uh, and I and and we, you know, we had a decent conversation about it. But my my thing to that is. 
it it is needed. It is needed. And the the opens have over a hundred people on the waiting list at every single one of them. Uh, I've heard that like 120 dudes signed up for all three divisions this year, mm-hmm. which is a gauntlet and crazy. And like you said, you know, the money's not great if you, if you look at it, but it is that proving ground. It is that, you know, that's no knock on bass. They know I'm a fan. I, I give my money, <laughs> you know, I support, yep. I support the open payout obviously. And, uh, but I think that there's so many people got the people coming out of college, got the people coming out of high school that they want a home, they want to compete for bigger money. And I think the MPFL is such a great home for that with the live coverage. It gives you that big experience, even if it's not your end game, right? Like if it's yep. if, if your end game is to be on the classic stage, which it's so many of our end games, right? We It's why I fish the Opens. I don't want to make the Elite Series, but I would love to have a great three days and make it to the Bassmaster Classic. Oh, my God, who right. wouldn't, right? So of even, but I, but I feel like what MPFL has done, they've opened the spotlight for, for some guys, right? And we're seeing that. Look, John Sokup, back-to-back top tens in the Open. Keith Carson goes over to the Big Five immediately, causes a big splash yep. because it's what he does. Uh, and, yep. too, and too many guys to name. Those are just two that I throw out there. But so many guys – that we that we got to see last year really in that mainstream for the first time and dude i don't know if you've looked through i haven't seen the full roster for this year haven't it's it's not complete i haven't seen it uh as far as the list goes i believe we are right at a full field from last i heard mm-hmm. we're sniffing it I we're, think we're waiting on some guys to sign but yeah, right sounds like it's right there it's right there but what i did notice from one of the lists and i, I don't really mean any offense by this but the people that uh like the bass fishing critics kind of took shots at last year a lot of them got out of there and what i'm seeing from what i i've just from what i know is the competition didn't do anything but get a lot harder for 2022. Oh, God. It, it's murderer's row, dude, for real. Absolutely. For I real. Mean, you've got Elite Series trophies. you got FLW Cup champion. That's you know, right. And I'm talking multiple. That's right. You know, That's right. Guys are bringing championship belts around. You know, they're slinging them over their, their shoulders. That's there's, right. There's, there's guys with clout, and then you got the new stars that the NPFL created last year. That's right. I mean, so could one, too. Let's not forget you came on – uh, our Bass University podcast, and we're talking about the yeah, new right. PFL season. And you know, I, I will toot my horn a little bit. You know, you picked Soak up for uh, uh, the Angler of the Year, and although he made a big splash, I, I did call him a keep. You did pick it. Year, so. You did. You did no, pick Carson. Like, I mean, that, that. I mean, golly. I mean, it was neck and neck with Perkins, and he had a phenomenal season. And you got. You know Taylor Watkins and you know no all doubt these guys. so many guys. Mallory, David I mean, Gaston guys had an incredible born. season until the yeah, last Gaston two events. Had a great had his foot on the gas for four events. Yeah, no kidding. And golly, he fishes like we all want to, right? That's right. We yeah, he just do. does the we same two things. We can take that big stick around and just <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all he does everywhere like he goes. That, you know? <laughs> You'll probably see me with a spinning rod a little bit more than him. But yeah, you know, no doubt. I'm telling you, man, it, it, the the stars are just going to be born. You know, when you get a new league, and yeah, you've got some new guys coming over, but let's not just expect that it's gonna. You know, the the only expectation to have is that it's gonna be dang tough. You know, and, <laughs> well, it and was last year. I'm not trying to, to take anything away from anybody. Last year, I just think that that we had some guys that were very new, not a bunch of them, but that were new to tournament angling. Period. 
that got yeah. in. I mean, that's just the honest to God truth. And and it yeah. showed in the standings, right? Like it, it did. But this year, that ain't the case, man. That ain't mm-hmm. the case. And and now he's, I see, you know, I don't know if, if Trent's even announced it, but like you got the Trent Palmers of the world. You got, yeah. I mean, there's lots of guys coming. Uh, Mike, uh, Mr. Corbishley, Bass there. I mean, all mm-hmm. these, these guys rolling up. Uh, and I don't want to leave anybody out. We, we've got a lot. I'm going to announce the – hopefully get to read the roster on here next week, the week of. But, yeah. uh, I, dude, I, I'm just so excited that you're a part of it and, and that we're all a part of it. And I'm excited that it made it, right? We had a hiccup. It's been very public. People like to see things fail for some reason in the society we live in. People got really excited about that, I feel like. So, some folks did, but – I don't think, you know, I don't think MPFL needs to fail. I don't think uh, as critical as I've been over BPT and things at times, like it doesn't need to fail, right? The opens don't need to fail. Like we need it as an industry. Our industry isn't big enough to survive a bunch of failure, if that makes sense. And I, and I no, feel and like it, people lose sight of that. it should be big enough. You know, it That's should right. be big <laughs> enough for there to be 400 to 500 guys. Yep. To make their living competing, I agree. Bass fishing. I agree. Absolutely, I know? totally agree. And that's what we're out here trying to do. That's not a big number. That's no. not a big number for a, for you know for for that kind of a for career. a quote professional yeah. sport. Like that's not that. You're right. That's not that big of a number. And that's what we're trying to do, man. And I I just think this year I really do. I think it's going to be fantastic. Looking ahead to Cumberland, um, mm. without giving, yeah. Yeah, you've you've got experience there, obviously. I mean, what are you thinking? Like sitting around home in Georgia right now, you look. You, I know you. you you're detail oriented, <laughs> J.K. You're you're sitting here looking at. You've probably looked at the weather up there four thousand times since like January first. What are sure. you thinking, man? I mean, is it? Are we headed into a? Tough event up there. Are we headed into a potential wintertime slugfest? Because from what I know about Cumberland, been there a few times, never been there this early, but it's got them, okay? It's got one of the best fish populations of anywhere I've ever been. They live there. Mm-hmm. Will it show out next week? Yeah, so you and I, I remember us talking about Cumberland a couple of years ago, or, mm-hmm. or at least the year I went to the uh, – um, championship Florida championship as a co um, after the All-American win and uh, you know I know I know you love it yeah and I I love any any Highland Reservoir I've ever been to I don't know why I have no clue why I don't know if it's Hartwell and Lanier kind of fishing that kind similar. Of similar yeah a little but bit really mm-hmm. but you know dude I, I remember I went to Center Hill for the very first time ever never seen the lake my buddy's truck broke down so we only got on for like two hours before BFL and I was just traveling to Tennessee to try to qualify for a regional back home and this was in 14 or 15 maybe 2015 and dude I went out and won it dude I caught like 70 <laughs> fish on Center Hill I've never been back yeah I've I, I wanted it's to go back ever lake. since yeah unbelievable you know and it had like 16 pounds um, dude, I went to Dale Hollow that year and got a top 10 from the back of the boat. Um, ne- had never been there. Uh, I, you know, Cumberland was good to me, got sixth, you know, in a big field at the Toyota championship and had the bites to win. Um, you know, it was a, it was a tournament of very few bites, especially for co-anglers. Oh yeah. Um, it wasn't like you're going to go out and catch a limit and stuff, but, uh, 
big fish were biting in that event. And so that's kind of what I expect, man. I, I expect that there's going to be, even though, even though we're getting the 18 inch smallmouth and we're not getting the 15 inch variants, because apparently Lake Cumberland has uh, removed that for all fishing trails. Yeah, that's what forward. I hear. It's unfortunate. We'll see, but uh, you know what? Is it? I don't know. It is, it is not. So clean by the same rules. Exactly. Well, so yes, that's unfortunate for them because the weights are going to go down and nobody's going to look at, holy crap, look what they're doing. Yes. Justin, are you there? I do. Hey, you cut out. Uh-oh. You cut out for a, a split second. Oh, but I'm sorry, you, man. Yeah, I don't. It it just it froze up for a second. But uh, but you're right. The 18 inch deal, you got to have 18 inches to win, right? Even if it's a 15 inch size limit. We I think we all. Yeah. I mean, well, whether they're large mouth or small that's mouth, that's right. You're gonna need fish in that 18. That, that, that's right. And and look, now some days you might catch three of those and two 15 inches look great. Uh, in the bag as well right like those little two and a half pounders you know two two and a half pounders don't hurt things at times and, yeah. and i'll give you an example though uh we were there in flw 2018 maybe and we had the 18 inch deal and the first day of that event i threw back countless limits over 15 but like it was insane they bit everybody yeah, called them yeah and then i think i ended up weighing like 12 pounds i had like two keeper smallmouth uh, that were skinny <laughs> and long, unfortunately. <laughs> and I had like a spot and two largemouth the first day. And I was I was up there decent. But then day two, it got really tough. And uh, I had like three 15-inch largemouth. That was it. And I fell out, missed a check, whatever. The second year we go back, and hell, I think the limit was like freaking 12. I think it was 12 inches. Maybe not 15. I want to think it was 12 that year. Anyways, and... We're all like, oh, my gosh, dude. You remember all those 17 and three quarters we threw back? Well, we didn't catch them the same year. <laughs> it was funny, man. Like, I mean, I, I think I had – I got a check in that one. But it was uh, – you know, it, was, it just wasn't that way, right? So I think – I've seen some guys crying about it, griping about it. That is sure. a daunting task, an 18-inch fish. I get it. But they certainly live there. It's an incredible lake with a lot of a lot of, and it is frustrating. But it adds to for me, and I'm not out there throwing my shaking head at them. I'm going to be in the warmth. Hopefully, they've got the studio warm in Wisconsin <laughs> for us uh, for me and the big cat. But it adds to the drama because you're yep. leading the last day and you got a 17 and three. Oh my god! Like that adds to it. It's almost like those redfish tournaments with the slot, right? Like it's cool yep. seeing that that drama uh, unfold and. And I, I think that it's going to be a really cool event. I, like you said, for the tourism part of it, that lake has so many two-and-a-half to three-pounders in it. Honest to goodness, when, I've, when we've hit it right, which is twice, and you see the sheer numbers of bass that live there, it's scary. Yep. And unfortunately, it does hurt the overall look of an event because you're going to see some guys with three for nine. You know what I mean? Uh, that yep. kind of stuff. Uh, def- and you're going to be like, oh, well, this sucks. Well, they, prob- they may catch 20. To have three yeah. for nine. That's that's the only you can get in those funks for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. can't buy an eighteen inch to that, save your life. That that's right. We're we're gonna see some of that. There's gonna be some guys upset about that for sure over over the course of three days. But I'm gonna put you on the spot, being being Mister Analytical. Will it take fifteen smallmouth to win? I think it will. I think I I think you know when you do your 
do your research. There's been plenty of events that we've gone. I mean, let's let's go back when you were on the tour when Scott Martin won it. Um, did you fish that one? Yep. When Scott won. Yep. So you guys did not have the 15 inch. No, not set. in that one. No. And Scott Scott won it on a mixed bag. Yep. But that's a four day event. NPFL is a three day event. Clark Winlet was leading that tournament with a 15 smallmouth. Yep. That's right. You know. So yes, I, I do believe it can happen. Now it's hard. In multi-day events, those smallmouth will up and leave on you. Yes, there goes. Um, so <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to actually do that. I think somebody will do it. Do I think the top ten is going to be littered with guys on all smallmouth? No, I do not. You know, I think there is a challenge uh, ahead of us to get creative. This is the artistry of bass fishing. I like that, JK. The artistry of bass fishing. I'm gonna start a new podcast called that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm stealing it. You, you, you have to turn into the creative artist. I'm that's, with you. I get it. Planning is. is I'm creative. with you. And sometimes you, you, you start a, you know, a fire in your trash can. Yeah. But sometimes, Ain't no doubt. You hit a Picasso. Yeah. You know. So. That's that's just all I'm saying is you have to get creative. And, yeah. And dude, if if I hope guys are 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 doing their research, and for the ones that are listening to your podcast right now, the, you know, if you don't know that log jams mm. are going to be an issue this month in February <laughs> on Lake Cumberland, please do not ride around the lake seventy miles an hour all over the place the first time you get there. There, there could be some. You can serious you can round a corner there that. and be really surprised that there's no water anymore <laughs> in yeah. the middle of the lake. Yeah. Like it's scary. And, and and being that earlier in the year, it just makes that more yep more difficult. It's the so, only place I've ever seen a washer and dryer floating down the lake, <laughs> and that happened. A water heater. Dude, I can. We that's were, what I'm saying. I yeah, see man. Somebody be like, okay, I'm going to the smallmouth land down by the dam. I'm going to be down there. I'm going to stay down there. I'm going to practice down there. They go all three days, and then all of a sudden, they get below Conley Bottom, and all of a sudden, can't get holy there. crap, I can't get there. Today. Yeah, man, it's crazy you know, what like happens that on that could pond. actually happen. I, I'm not saying it will. No, nah, I know what there, you're saying. There are times that where it could. And, and so you, you've got to prepare for some potential disaster, you know, <laughs> yeah, natural, you know, disaster-type things happening. Now, I don't think, you know, I hope it wouldn't happen, but, man, I, I cannot wait. Uh, I do think there's a lot of fish in there. Um, you know, you're going to have to understand what you're up against. Uh, I'd love to be the guy to just go all in on, on smallmouth and I'll keep it honest, but my, I mean, I'll tell you right now, my full three days of practice won't be devoted okay. to those suckers. It, it will be, but it also, you know, I'm going to make sure there's a plan B, C and D to make sure, well, to, <laughs> To hope I can get to the stage with five fish. No doubt. I think five fish is going to go a long way. Oh, my gosh. If you if you could weigh in five three days in a row at that event, man, I, you, you're going to be sniffing that trophy. You know what I mean? You're going to be right there. That's kind uh, of the way I feel like yeah. it. You know, but it could also be like, you know, how Gussie last year in the Elite Series mm-hmm. was fishing a different tournament than everybody That's else. Right. He had those big 18-inch smallmouth. Mm-hmm. You know, only a couple other people found them. And Gussie was the only one to figure out how to catch Exploit them. Exploit them. And then everybody right. else had a different tournament going on. That's right. You know? I think so we'll I see think that next week. That. I think we'll see that next week. I think the guy that yeah. wins is fishing a different lake than everybody else. One one deal that will separate the pack. 
for sure. Yeah. I feel like well, I just, you know. I just, my goal is just to be first place in my house. If I'm first place <laughs> my, in my with my roommates, then I'm 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 coming home with us. Now, now a who are you? Uh, who who's the running crew that I get to look forward to giving a hard time this year? So I, so this team Sonar Pros pretty. Oh much gosh, by Sonar Pros. So Trent. Okay. I may or may not have talked him into doing it. Okay. Uh, to jumping in. So it could be and your then, fault. Course, if it's a disaster for him, it's your fault. <laughs> no, nah, man. He'll be fine. fine man. He's going to be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's going to be fine. He, uh, he, 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 uh, I can't, I'm so glad that he's, he's joining us. And that's awesome. Course, yeah. I'm fired up about uh, that. He sponsors Patrick Walters as well. So yeah. Patrick and I were already going to run together. And now, now Trent's joining the fold. I honestly think Trent just had a little bit of FOMO. This is fear of missing out because his buddies were getting to go on the road and hang out together. Oh, poor Trent. I do get it. I get, I get it because I've already got FOMO about being in the studio while you guys are at Cumberland because yeah, I love man, being at the weigh-ins, man, and I, I love it. Uh, but we're, we're broadcasting from the studio this year, which, long story, but it, it's, it is better for us to broadcast from the sure. studio technically and all that stuff. We, the two events we did in the studio last year were definitely our best events um, yeah. instead of broadcasting on site. Cause you have so many connectivity issues and things that, that plagued us at times. So I'm looking forward to that aspect of it, but I will absolutely miss being on site with you guys because it's uh, you know, I'm a tournament guy. Like I like, I love the hustle and bustle of all of it. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I didn't know that. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, I man. So I, uh, I will I probably, I won't be at Cumberland, I don't think, at any point, but I am going to try to make it to a couple events, at least during practice during the year. Maybe Watts Bar uh, before that happens. Cumberland, the timing of it, I, I've got a, a TH Marine deal that I've got to deal with uh, meeting that starts basically Monday. So I can't get up there before I fly out. I think I fly out Wednesday evening for Wisconsin. So yeah, I, but I will be, I will be at events for sure. I will, uh, I think, I think the big cat's actually going to be there. He's going to get in like Saturday or Sunday and shoot some stuff and, and hang out with you guys before he heads that to Wisconsin too. So uh, yeah, we're going to try to, we're going to try to work it out. And then we've got a, uh, we got a fun on the water guy for y'all to have to deal with this week too. So I don't think we've announced it yet, but it's, awesome. uh, well, it's looking forward to that. yeah, man, it, it'll, it'll be good, man. It'll be really good. And, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully the next time that we talk, I'll be like, all right, man. Uh, well, day one, you sacked up 18 pounds of brown ones. How are you going to do it again tomorrow? <laughs> that way I can talk about it on old MPFL live on day two when we kick off our coverage. Dude, just to let you know, I mean, I am not afraid to where if I feel like the conditions tell me to, and I feel like I know the types of condition those those big brownies fight. So if I'm only going to get a window in a three-day tournament, that window will be dedicated to it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But I'm not afraid to catch a giant bag of smallmouth, and then the next day, hey, I need to go. Flip need it to go around. After, That's right. I need to go after greenfish. Yep. this morning because i I just know and it's a fantastic lake with big large mouth and big spotted bass in it as well like it's it's a really cool fishery it's a gigantic fishery uh it's way way bigger than people give it credit for and it's gonna swallow 120 oh you guys won't i mean yeah i don't think there's gonna be any bumping rubber rails uh (laughs) up there there shouldn't be anyways maybe maybe a couple guys find a juice 
uh, hole of some kind. But I, I think that, man, it, it with 160 on the FLW Tour, it pretty much just it was like, are we in a tournament today? Like, you get to looking around, like, where did everybody go? It was uh, <laughs> it was bizarre two years in a row up there. But, uh, dude, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. I'm pumped about it, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best luck you got. If you got anybody you want to thank, anything you want to say here on LBL, here's your chance. Y'all go follow professional fish head, Justin Kimmel, as well. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate that, Luke, and um, you know, I just want to go ahead and let you know, if you, if you do make it up to any of them and you need to jump in the boat and you know, lay into some smallmouth up at, <laughs> up at Sandusky or Saginaw, you're welcome in, in hey, the boat. I, okay, okay. But, uh, <laughs> But but uh, we'll call anyway, it work. I, I do. I, I mean, title sponsor Kimmel Design. My wife. I mean, yes. she's the one who's really making this possible. She is, and I mean, you talk about one of the fastest up and coming. I, I don't even know if I can say up and coming anymore. Uh, designers. Um, I, I'm continually blown away by her talent. Like, I, I don't even know what to do with it, Luke. Like, she's. Like everybody's loving it and she's, she's killing it. You know, she's such an amazing designer. She does, you know, renovation specialty. She does custom home stuff and she's actually figured out a way, you know, a service for people who can't afford her for like a full service design job. She's figured out a service to provide to anybody in the country who, you know, who, who has got a renovation project and they're kind of trying to make decisions themselves or whatever, you can get a consult with her for like a, an hour or two. And, and, and she's really figured, figured this thing out. So, and it's all made this possible that I get to go around the country chasing brown and green fish. I'm glad we're going to chase a lot of brown fish because I don't get to here in Georgia. Yeah. But, uh, and of course, you know, Bass UTV, all my, all my guys having my back, you know, working, you know, I, worked with all those guys now for six or seven years as family you know and and i'm you know it's hard to just call out one guy i'm fishing for all of them but you know pete has been incredibly supportive the dean and been like a proud father figure through my success and this run of success that's kind of boiled over since 2019 and dude, that's just powerful to have. That no doubt, from, man. Especially from a guy who's your boss. No doubt. Yes, it's important. Me, but just to just to have those calls and the you know you know Pete will call me the you know the night before and you know it's just just it's kind of like having a mental coach. No doubt. So, so that's that's great. And then uh, you know I'm partnered up with uh, with Pure Fishing on the tackle side of things this year, so I'll be. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, lot, a lot of baits that they've come to the table with for us tournament guys. And, uh, man, they work. You know, I've been, I've been killing them on the Fritz side and the stuff. I was going to say, uh, uh send some Fritz sides to your boy. Well, there's Fritz side sevens that, uh, there's some hard to get colors that new colors that just came out. And I'm just going to go ahead and say I've been stomping them on it at home. I'm, that Fritz side seven, I okay. I got to add some of those into the yeah. arsenal. I've been, I've been, uh, I'm steady on that. Fritz side five bag well in the last in couple steeper weeks lakes, you got to do the seven yeah that's right You're like lanier and hartwell it's amazing i use okay. the side five on my more middle georgia muscles. yeah 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 but the the seven's great for that stuff and then the stunna is just a has is just a great for those bag. of y'all so listening I, you can get on baitworks.com <laughs> use code <laughs> duck and dash 10 to get some Fritz side sevens because when i hang up that's what i'm fixing to do <laughs> 
<laughs> you better beat it. Oh, and Luke, you can text. I'm not going to give out all the juice before Cumberland, but you can text me for those. I would, for those I'm going to, and you know that's going to happen. Okay. And also Sonar Pros, obviously Team Sonar Pros heading out to the MPFL this year. Uh, Trent and I, you know, became partners, I guess, you know, latter part of, well, middle part of last year, and we just, you know, I really believe in what he does. The, the, no doubt. I always love getting with people who are innovative and and create, and th- that's the type of person Trent is. You know, he inv- invented the wiring harness. He is he is this he is a voltage expert. He mm-hmm. comes from like an audio voltage background to where he is one of the smartest human beings I know. And man, when I let him rig my boat, my whole fishing from the front of the boat changed. Because, dude, I am not the expert. And a lot of these guys that you think are experts who get their boat rigged by Trent, Trent is all of our swami. Yeah, that's right. When it comes he's to the go-to. So trust me, I'm really glad he's staying at my house this, this year. <laughs> There'll be a lot of guys jealous of that. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. they should yeah, be. Yeah, I know. I know for sure. But, uh, but, yeah, he's a great angler. Certainly deserves, you know, is deserving of the invitation and, and the spot. Um, and we, it, it's nice to have a little friendly competition. Trent and oh, I are yeah. always a little competitive, not afraid of a side bet. And, uh, we're one and one against each other for the last couple BFLs, uh, <laughs> that he, that we fished at Hartwell together. And he got me at Lanier last year, but I, we, I, I didn't, I knew better to even side bet in there, but uh, I was going to say, you walked into that one though. That that's on you. <laughs> yeah. But I will call him out. He totally chickened out. I challenged him. I said, Hey, they're biting over at Hartwell this week. Come, come jump in. We'll do a side bet. And he, he chickened out. Okay. So to, so you're calling him to the mat for Cumberland. For Cumberland. Then. Yep. He was putting God knows how many electronics on the boat. So <laughs> We'll, we'll show up with nine graphs in, in our house per per capita per boat than probably anybody on board. <laughs> I, I, I would guarantee that. I would guarantee that. It's going to yeah. be fun to watch, dude. I can't. I can't wait to see how it shakes out. And uh, proud to be a part of it. Like, no doubt yeah, about man, that. All right, Justin Kimmel. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for taking time out of your Monday morning. And uh, I'm fixing to send this to the interwebs. <laughs> awesome thanks LG. all right buddy thank Look you dude see you man justin kimmel everybody he is uh i, I literally i got to get him in here into the bar and grill he's a guy i could talk to for three or four hours he he is uh he's somebody i lean on a lot with fishing stuff with bounce stuff off each other a lot ideas um he's he's a really great guy you can hear him you know shout out to his wife and his kids, he's, he puts family first, and that's very important in this deal. And uh, wish him nothing but the, the most success this year. And uh, I'd like to uh, thank each and every one of you for tuning in. As always, uh, I love doing this. I uh, really, really, really appreciate the fact that I, I'm given the opportunity to do this every single week. And uh, I want to say, so I am, uh, this, is, this is something I haven't talked about a lot. Should have probably talked about it first of the show, but uh, Bassmaster Classic. So I'm having a major issue 
trying to get something booked there to do an LBL live. Uh, the, the two or three places I've reached out to, is just not an option. Okay. We are doing an LBL live for sure. 1000% at the express boats booth on Saturday of the classic at 1 PM, I believe is the time. If I don't do a live at night, like I have the last two years, I will be doing like a low lifer. We'll just take over a bar. Okay. Saturday night. That's kind of the plan. And I'll, and, uh, I will announce that if you're coming down, unless I can get something put together in the next week, it's not looking good to do what we have done the last two years. I will assure you though, I will back that up by saying Knoxville, Tennessee next year in the classic, we will blow your doors off. I'll, I, we will have a big one. There's, there's lots of things that I'll be talking about as this year goes on, some things I'm working on. And next year's classic will be very special. It's in the home state, and uh, we're, we're going to blow it out there if I can't put something together. It's disappointing, uh, but there's a lot of factors in that, guys, and uh, not being able to put it together this year. But I'm damn sure going to be at the classic all three days. We're doing the express boats live, low budget live in the booth there, and uh, and we will do. And I hate the term meetup because that's such a YouTube thing. But we we will plan a low lifer hang at the classic, uh, and it'll just be that instead of us up there on stage doing whatever. It'll just be a hang, man. We'll get everybody together. We'll take over someplace in Greenville, South Carolina. Maybe one of the ones that uh, didn't want us to do a live. <laughs> We'll talk about that as we get a little closer. Make sure that you, uh, you're keeping up with everything, all things MPFL next week. Of course, we got another podcast between now and then, but uh, really looking forward to getting back after it. It's going to be a really great year with those guys. We've got an all-star team put together broadcast-wise again, and it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be something to watch for sure and – the talent just got a lot better this year with guys like Justin Kimmel and Trent Palmer, Patrick Walters, Brad Knight. There's so freaking many. So looking forward to getting it cranked up next week. Thank y'all. Be sure to hug your mom. I'm going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues. As always, I apologize for the late podcast, but life, y'all. Life. See y'all next time. time. I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas